Hi everybody, welcome to another Prop Report podcast interview. This is Roy Avon. I hope everybody's doing okay out there. Just to recap, over the last month, we've had a number of great interviews and podcasts. We recapped the 10-year anniversary of Mike Portnoy leaving Dream Theater, which is a great one if you want to check out it. And also some new interviews with Simon Collins and Arian Lucasen. And a great one today with my guest from the Flower Kings. They have a brand new album on the way called Islands. It comes out October 30th. Another double album full of amazing Flower Kings prog. And uh, I'm really happy to welcome my guest, Roy Nestolt. Hey, sir. How are you? I'm fine. How are you dealing with uh, the quarantine and the and the virus? How's it going over there for you? Everybody's okay? Yeah, I mean, it's everybody's okay. Uh, it it has effect, of course. So so we are hearing about people and relatives uh, that are, well, it's, well. The sad part is that my mother actually died. In the middle of everything. Oh of, goodness! I'm so sorry. Of, yeah, That's terrible. Yeah. I didn't know that. I apologize. No, uh, I. It's. It's. it's um, I have to say, she was eighty, almost eighty-eight, and had a long life and a good life, uh, and it went quickly. So there was wasn't pain or much pain involved at right. all. And I can go up and me and my my younger brother, we can go up and visit her. Actually, was she it- she was. Was she it was from sleeping. the virus? Was it from that or just? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's what happened in Sweden. We had in kind of in nursing homes, we had a little bit of problems. Uh, one for uh, elderly people, for people with obesity, uh, mainly, I think. But uh, the, the way Sweden is dealing with it is it's, it has been kind of open. So That's what can, I've heard. Can, that that yeah, so we can we can go on a train. We can go into shops without any, you know. We can we can live pretty much a normal life. We can go out to restaurants. Uh, sometimes they just put the tables a little bit aside, so we there's like a distance between tables and stuff like that. And some places does they don't serve alcohol after ten and stuff like that. So which is fine, and I think it's the right thing to do. And and on buses, you know, they had some restrictions for a while. And but I think in general, uh, we, I mean, my family, we're living kind of a pretty much a normal life, you know. Good. So my yeah. my two sons, they're working. My youngest son uh, work with um, like on, in a web uh, designing web pages and stuff like that. So he works in Stockholm. And he was home for a while, and but now he's back to work again. And my oldest son, he's a tattoo artist, <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, I mean, he has customers. So it's it's kind of back to normal, and we just wait and see what happens now. Of course, the coming right. months. Yeah. Well, uh, at least that there's a, a little bit of good news for you on that. Again, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. That that must be tough. Yeah, and... yeah. We had our moment of grief, and we will continue of course to miss her but this is what it is and this is what the world is right now so yeah exactly well let's get on to some better some better things like your new album uh new flower kings album islands uh out on october 30th uh Mm -hmm. man i mean you're on a tear as far as releasing music you know um if you had like three albums and in less than two years it seems like or something which is could be yeah which is pretty amazing um 
you know, was this in the plan? Was it because you were stuck at home? I mean, how did it happen? Well, a little bit. I think if this uh, had not happened, I, we probably started working on the album now, uh, like whatever, October, November. I think that, that would have been normal. Right. But since we couldn't go out and play, we couldn't do the, the, the cruise ship thing. We couldn't go to Canada and play. We couldn't go to Azerbaijan. We couldn't go to whatever, Norway and, and other parts of Europe. So uh, there's nothing for us to do really as a band. And so someone came up with with the idea of well, why don't we start working on the album right now, you know, right. because because we had some songs and and we just, you know, started looking at what we had and see if we can find more and write more and develop more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And find a way also to record it because normally we go into a studio together to track the basic tracks. And now we were five guys, uh, five different places. And uh, tracking drums is normally the, the most complex thing, you know. And, and Mirko, who is a drummer uh, and great drummer, uh, professional, but he's not a professional recording engineer. <laughs> so that, that posed a little bit of a problem. So there was a learning curve. I mean, for him and me, yeah. to, I sent him some microphones and some cables and stuff, and he had some interfaces, and we had to pretty much start from the ground and, and about mic microphone placements and... Oh, wow. Yeah, that kind of thing, you know. And, and, and trial and error, basically. He had to record some stuff, and I said, oh, maybe you move that microphone a little bit away from the kick drum or try to position this <laughs> microphone. Try another microphone for the ride cymbal because I can't hear it or try something different for the snare drum or, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, it took took a couple of weeks, but once you have the sound, you can start tracking the, the songs for real. Wow, that is, that's pretty wild, um, and it it sounds incredible. So yeah, it worked out. Uh, you can't, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So was it like he did he have you on uh, on video like Zoom and 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 he was showing you where the mics were and you were saying move move that one over a little. Yeah. Was it like that? Yeah, a little bit like that, you know, because <laughs> of because of the Corona, you know, he couldn't Italy as as you maybe heard. Sure. Italy was the the country in Europe that shut down first. Yeah. So they were totally shut down. So I think uh, around, uh, possibly in the middle of, of March, they were completely shut down. So the only thing he could do was to go from his home to to his uh, rehearsal place, you know, where he has his drums, his studio. Wow. Uh, he, and of course, go into the grocery store and buy milk and bread. <laughs> but that's about <laughs> it. No, there's nowhere else he can go. So, so he spent, you know, pretty much two or three months, you know, just going uh, from home to to his studio rehearsal place and, and tracking and learning songs and trying things out and bettering things, you know. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a strange... Thank God he had, he had at least that to do, I guess. It was something to keep him, keep him totally. busy. That's what I've said all the time. I mean, I think for everyone, it, it would have been really depressing to have nothing to do. Just sit at home and watch television, you know, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you're tracking, was, sorry, when you're tracking this way, uh, is it is there a specific order that you have to have the stuff sent in? For example, you know, Merkel's first and then 
And then what, who gets the next part before you move on to, you know, the singing or something? Yeah. I mean, I, I usually do a little bit of guitar and keyboard stuff just to make it sound like, and of course, vocals where there's vocals, just to make it sound like the song, you know, for the understanding of the song, because otherwise it's, you have just a couple of chords from an acoustic guitar and, and, uh, a synth bass that, I mean, I, I don't think you get the right feeling sure. playing drum for that. So I want to provide something that sounds that you can feel the dynamics of the song, that can you feel the uh, the emotion or the melodies or the crescendos. So I put in a little bit of guitars, uh, and then he tracked drums, and then uh, usually when the drums are there, then Jonas can go in and track bass because he want to lock into the drums, you know. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, I think Zach is in America trying out things, sometimes playing organ parts or synth parts or orchestrating whatever. And and if we're lucky, whatever he does, you know, even to the to the program drums, we can use it when because Mirko is is pretty much he's very tight with some drummers. They stray from the click track, but Mirko play very tight to the click track and if you do that then i think it's easier to use stuff so i can normally i can actually use some of my guitar things that i well did the demo if you want to call it the demo right uh, which is good because sometimes i find it difficult to come back to a song and play something with the same feeling Sometimes when you, I just, I, I, I write a song, I, I record some vocals, I have some rhythm guitar and I put them down some fake bass line uh, on a sampler or something like that. But then when I, let's say I play uh, just to map the song out, then I play like a guitar solo or a guitar lead, uh, usually set up with, with the right equipment, uh, the right sound. And Many times I find that that fir- very first take to be the most uh, captivating or the most right. interesting or where I play, I take a little bit of a chance and play it a little bit different. It's not so calculated. It's not so safe. So I try to use that. And and I did for this album and I did even for the, the album before. And even vocals, the same thing. I sometimes sing. And the interesting thing now is that for this one, I sometimes just put up a microphone and I sang without even having the lyrics. Hmm. I just listened to the music and I sang something that entered my mind and I then kept on building, you know. So starting (laughs) the beginning of the verse and singing something and then I get to the chorus and I sing something and just kept building on the song. And then I can go back listen and maybe then change a few phrases right unless i feel that oh uh, this song should be about something completely different but many times i just use the well the sort of the i, I believe in the power of intuition and uh, the improvising that happens in a moment and and there's something magic about that i think you know what? I so, think that actually comes across at least in the 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 first half of the record, which mm-hmm. I thought is very um, I don't know if loose is sort of the the right word, but mm-hmm. but kind of upbeat and uh, 
and, and uh, sort of li- sort of light in, in a way. Not you know the last record had a lot of uh, you know maybe political themes or or that kind yeah. of stuff, and and even the the um, uh, Alchemist record uh, also. Yeah, was, yeah, I know, I know. Right, I know. and this one didn't seem to have that much. Is that is that what you're talking about? It just sort of was because you you did that approach versus you know maybe writing lyrics after watching the news, yeah. you know something. It- yeah, I mean, it, it could be. I'm now watching the news now, nowadays also. <laughs> so I, my mind is pretty much in the same place. It's just something about it when we made this album. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's spontaneous. And, and when I get a song, for instance, there's a song called Tangerine, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get this synthesizer background from from Sack. And he said, I have this, you know, but this, there's really no melody. There's just like this cool uh, sequence or groove thing, you know, see if you can do something with it. And I just take it into my system and listen to it a couple of times. And then I put up a microphone. And, and the first word that comes out when I start singing is <laughs> tangerine. <laughs> right. And my, my intention wasn't to call the song tangerine or sing, singing about tangerines, but in some strange way, it just it just stayed there, yeah. And it just felt very natural. And I was thinking, okay, what what can I come up with now that's clever, you know? And I was thinking and thinking and thinking, but I I came back to tangerine. <laughs> Sometimes something just works, right? It fits. So oh, I guess totally. And that's what I mean. The, yeah. the the power of intuition and the power of improvising even with words not only with with uh, with your guitar or your keyboards but but actually with the with the with the lyrics and with the melody and with the rhythm of of the vocals uh it's it's something primal about it i think that if you go back a very long long time you know around the campfire somewhere in africa or in 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 america there's people sitting around the campfire and uh, someone is beating the drum and someone else starts singing, you know. And it's right. not like they've written a poem before they do. Right. They've probably taken very strange uh, mushrooms or something like that. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm going to start singing. <laughs> right. So I, I think and I'm, uh, it's, um, it's just a different way of doing it because, I mean, over the years I've been trying to be clever and smart, you know, about the lyrics and... Uh, it sometimes works out great and sometimes not that great. And I just wanted to try something different and see if I can reach into some kind of a deeper level of who I am, I suppose. I get it. Um, I really like uh, the song Black Swan. Mm. It just keeps sticking out for me. I mean, I just think yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of unique uh, guitar work and uh, uh, and a great chorus in that. So, what uh uh you know i want to talk about that song and, and a couple of other ones but tell me a little bit about how that one came together that was actually something i mean uh when it comes to the music i have a uh a during uh, certain periods of time when i'm home when i'm not touring or not working on something specific somewhere else uh, i'm at home uh, i usually make my breakfast i go into my home studio I turn the equipment on and see if something comes up. And Black Swan was just one of those things that I, I mean, I I rarely sit down with the guitar. It's mostly the keyboard. 
So I just uh, power up the keyboard and I have the piano sound, uh, uh, which is usually something that I find easier to write, you know, on a piano than on an organ or a mellotron or something like that. So piano is, it's, um, you have all the the low end, you know, the, the bass notes, the chords, the melody, and it's dynamic instrument. So that's how I like to compose. And I think I just played around a little bit you know with with the piano thing that is the the basics of of black swan and and i saved it into the computer and a couple of days later i listened to this and i liked it and it just felt like something some kind of ballet music to me mm-hmm. and and i think it could have been at the time or maybe sometime before that i seen the movie black swan i don't know if you're familiar with that one yeah actually yeah and it's it's a well it's about mental illness which is kind of an interesting topic uh but i think it was actually the piano sound and the way the piano and the kind of melancholic sort of eastern european melancholic style of piano playing that sort of pushed me into writing the lyrics or singing the lyrics that way you know because it was the same thing i put up a microphone and and started started to sing into the piano works so what you hear on the album is is a further development so when the guitar harmonies and all that comes in and the sort of the more solid beat from the drums and all that that's something that came later right so in the beginning it was just like a kind of a uh uh like a fragile uh, piano piece uh, of music, you know, that I put then put uh, vocals to. Yeah, so it really changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and the the first single, uh, "Broken," also, I mean, that is right out of the Flower Kings, you know, kind of songbook. It sounds exactly like what you expect the band to be right off the bat. It's great. Um, yeah. What uh, yep. you know, talk about that one a little bit. I think I mean the the very first theme the um, the the vocal theme uh, that start the song uh, the melody that was something that I think Jonas offered when we were supposed to record uh, the sea within but for whatever reason that song really didn't materialize and there there was no r- lyrics really he just sang a few words and you know and I think no one really liked the song at the time and maybe mm. it wasn't that fantastic then so it was just like uh, one and a half min- minutes or two minutes of, of noodling uh, over some that, that little melody. And so he sent it to me again now. And he said, do whatever you want to do with this. I, I don't have much, but I have this and uh, see what you can do. And, uh, and I remembered it and I remember liking it back then, two or three years ago. And uh, so I just started to pick maybe a couple of phrases from his lyrics and and try to see what I can make out of that. And then I was coming up with the idea of, of different forms of addiction. You know, it could be alcohol or drugs or, or uh, shopping or, right. <laughs> or TV or computers or your mobile phone, all that stuff that make, make us go too much, you know, into something. Uh, so that was the idea of the lyric for that song and uh, and to make it truly flower kings uh, of course we tagged on 
all these extra instrumental bits, you know, and I was thinking, yeah. okay, we should, we should have something like a roller coaster thing, you know, with wild synthesizer fills and guitar fills and drum breaks and just go crazy, you know, with, you know, whatever. Uh, because it makes a nice contrast to the more straightforward uh, vocal lines that open the song. Right. Did so you, was, uh, and did yeah. you, um, uh, I guess, engineer everything at the, once you got all the parts you were you were like the producer and and uh, everything behind yeah. it yeah yeah it sounds i did yeah it sounds amazing i mean honestly the, the music that you guys and a lot of musicians have been able to do in this sort of period of having to be at home has mm -hmm. been phenomenal i mean it's it, the I, you know, the programs and software and, and gear that everybody, I guess, is able to use now is, is just made this so workable, um, which yeah, has been a great yeah. thing. Yeah. And it, it's like you sort of upgrade uh, as, as soon as you can and get slightly better equalizer or, or compressor. There's lots of plugins that you can use. And now also I've set up my analog mastering facility here, you know, with with high end gear. So we're trying to better uh, the the recordings and the production, and I do spend some time. But I have to say, I don't spend I don't spend an awful lot of time. Maybe mixing, let's say, three weeks for a double album. That's that's what I use. Mm -hmm. uh, and I try to. I know that some people think that oh, uh, maybe the drums should be louder, or or you know. Uh, whatever, the vocals are too loud or something like that. But then you have to remember, I come from a different age <laughs> when when the drums wasn't super compressed, wasn't in your face. Uh, you, you, you heard whatever an album with Jimi Hendrix, it was actually the guitar that was in the front or Cream or something like that or the Allman Brothers or even early Yes albums. It was interesting because when I made the album with John, uh, he usually said, oh, maybe the, the drums should be uh, more ambience. It should be a little bit, you know, take down drums a little bit. Mm. And I was thinking, really? Should we really? <laughs> and then I tried. And then I actually think, thought, okay, I'll go back and listen to some Yes albums because I remember them being quite powerful in the drum uh, department. Right. And, uh, of course, if you listen to... Uh, owner of a lonely heart and those songs or changes and and big generator in particular these drums are really heavy but if you go back and listen to the older yes albums uh close to the edge or or uh, going for the one or topographic ocean the drums aren't that super heavy or in 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 your face actually so that was a interesting uh education in how to mix drums <laughs> so so now, now i've tried to every time i mix an album i try to think about that you know and say yeah everyone else makes the drums totally in your face you know and and it's got to be super loud and all the details from guitars and 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 synthesizers and vocal percussion stuff like that it comes in the background which is kind of odd so I'm gonna listen I, to that again. I, I I didn't notice that on on the uh, this album. Uh, that no, the... I think it's it's I think it's just if you compare it to something. Yeah. If you compare it to something that comes out now, uh, it's usually I mean for the bands that 
are prog bands or call themselves prog band, you can feel that the drums are really in the front. And, uh, and usually I think personally that vocals are too low. I think some of the guitar work is not enough. And I think some of the organ or synthesizer work could also be louder. So that's what I try to do with this and just disregard. I mean, people can think what they want, but this is the way I think the Flower Kings should sound. And I think all the little details, all the cool stuff that, that Zach does on the synthesizers, all the little bass things that Jonas does, I want to hear them. I want to hear the whatever the background choirs or, or the little acoustic guitar things that, you know, uh, without even putting on headphones. I think even in a normal stereo or speaker system, I think if you sit down and listen, I, I really enjoy listening to to all these details, just like I did with with older albums, you know, from the late 60s and from the 70s. So that's a different uh, philosophy. Well, I, I agree that, um, I mean, the stuff now for most bands sounds great because I think a lot of the gear and mm-hmm. like we talked about, you know, the software and the equipment you use, it, it, everything sounds good. Even if it's bad, it sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there's something about the mixes from the 70s that I agree with you. I, not even the volume of the drums. It's it's how the drums are, ev- are even recorded. Oh, totally. That totally. I think sounds so much better. And you just can't replicate it this day, I don't think. It just doesn't sound the same. No, no, no. And, and we, I mean, we're trying. And I'm, 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 I'm pretty much happy with this. But I'm thinking, okay, next album, I, I will sort of uh, perfect it next time, yeah. you know. And get the right mic placement, and maybe choose another whatever snare drum. Or, but it's it's ongoing. So it's it's um, I think um, where we are right now with the Flower Kings, uh, these albums sound to me much better than some of the stuff we did some ten or fifteen years ago because the mindset was was different, you know. And sometimes I feel that maybe snare drums or kick drums were a little bit too loud and. And some of the other stuff suffered a little bit, you know. Yeah, it could be. Um, although I think most of us as listeners probably don't hear it that way, like I, like I you, know. right? That's always like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things that's uh, uh, been also uh, something that has been a signature of the Fire Kings is the album covers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one for this one is really nice. Really spectacular, um, and that's Roger Dean. This did this one right. So, um, and and I I don't know if you saw that, but online uh, there were a lot of comments about people really liking the art artwork for this one, which oh, I noticed. Yeah. Um, that, that that's good, and uh, of course that's uh, um, I think probably uh, the excitement of actually seeing that. Oh, Roger Dean did the new cover. So. <laughs> right. it, it, I, <laughs> It's like uh, it's like you're showing off your new watch or your new car or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, not taking away anything from Roger Dean because I always love what Roger Dean does. You know, for sure. I mean, not only for Yes, but for for Gentle Giant and uh, the, even the early OCBs albums. I don't know if you remember them, mm-hmm. uh, like an English like Afro rock group. Mm-hmm. I think he did actually uh, a band called The Gun or Gun. He did their oh the, 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 the pro- 70s uh, gun 
No, it was it's, it's the sixties. They had a hit called uh, "Race with the Devil." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So he did that. Probably Roger's first uh, album cover. Oh, cool. But um, anyway, I, I loved everything he, he he and some some of it is just spectacular. Like my favorite is probably uh, "Topographic" and "Relayer." I think that's some of the finest stuff he did ever. Uh, but uh, this came about because the record label uh, we were talking about uh, uh, co- cover art and uh, who can we ask and who can we who have we used in the in the past and and I think I just said we have used these people but maybe now it's time to try something different. Yeah. And then the record label said, "Why don't you ask Roger D?" And and I was hesitating first because he's so connected with Yes and, you know, Asia, of course, but Yes and Steve Howe, so, solo albums and all that. So it, it felt like Roger Dean sort of belonged to Yes music and we shouldn't really tap into that. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, the rest of the band members, they were really excited about it. Said, yeah, Roger Dean, that's great. <laughs> And and the record label said, yeah, Roger Dean, let let's let's go with Roger Dean. And then uh, Roger sent me um, two things that he was working on, and uh, by coincidence, one of them he called Island Ferry, I think Island Ferry. And we had decided to call the album Islands. So I said to Roger, well, that's really a strange coincidence because we're going to call the album. Uh, islands and and here you have two two things and uh, the one I like more is the one that you call Island Ferry, so that it's meant to be. You <laughs> <Right. laughs> got to have that one, you know. And so he finished it within a week, I think, something like that. And um, and now when I look at it and everything fall into place, and um, I think it's great. And I see the, I mean, for the, I've seen the the artwork for the uh, the vinyl. Uh, labels and all that it's just look spectacular oh it's, yeah that's very uh, cool yeah. i love uh i just uh i've been getting more into vinyl now um and uh you just it, opening it up and everything now is double because there's only two songs on every side you know that that thing but uh um it makes it look so much nicer the album covers and and oh it, it's totally. just so much better to have it in vinyl it just looks so good yeah yeah yeah, it, it's spectacular. I mean, I, I've seen it. I, I haven't seen it in in flesh, but I've seen it uh, the, all the graphics online, yeah. and uh, it it just looks fantastic. People are going to be very very happy. Yeah. Um, well, I got to ask you a little bit. I don't know what you what you can tease or what you can tell mm-hmm. at all, but um, the transatlantic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is it is it close to being done? What what are you allowed to tell without leaking anything? Um. I can't. I cannot tell everything, but I can tell. I think. I hope. Uh, I can tell that yes, we have finished the recording. We are listening to mixes, and that could be. Uh, I don't know. It could be a couple of days more. It could be two weeks more. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. We have decided the title of the album, which I can't reveal, oh. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, we are looking into artwork and we have some ideas around that. Uh, and that's basically it, you know. And uh, so so there's, I mean, the coming weeks, the coming month, we will get into all the, I mean, the packaging of the same thing. I mean, with vinyls and 
special editions and all that. Yeah. Uh, um, but there's not much to say, really. We uh, we started the recording here in Sweden about a year ago. Yeah. And uh, then we've been on and off for a couple of a couple of times actually. So people have been out touring and we've been doing other things and uh, and now finally we're sort of making it happen one year later, which is kind of weird, I have to say. But uh, anyway. It's, it's the longest uh, time for you guys to, to put it, out a record. It is totally, yeah. totally. And uh, if if I had if I had a choice, I would probably had uh, had it out long before this. But it is what it is, and um, uh, probably something good coming out of it too. I, I guess. I'm sure. I mean, it's really highly anticipated from from fans mm. and uh, and everybody that is. Uh, looking forward to it but you know what there's been so much music released this year i don't know that we can take any more <laughs> and so uh no. if we have to wait till next year uh, a few more months for transatlantic no. it's probably fine it is definitely definitely yeah. well listen man it's always uh great to talk to you and i'm and i'm sorry again about your mother but uh no. sounds like you're you're doing okay and um uh, looking yeah. forward to, yeah. to uh, you know, Transatlantic uh, and whatever else is coming down. Of course, um, Flower King's Islands album comes out October 30th. Uh, it's available for pre-order yeah. now. And uh, I, another double album from you guys. It's it's like I know. <laughs> so much music comes out. We're, we're not only the Flower Kings, we're also the kings of double albums. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's great, man. The more music, the better. Yeah, man. Cool. Good, to, good, to, good to chat as always, man. I'll, I'll be in touch, and we'll talk again soon. Perfect. Thank you very much. Bye, bye. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Royna for the interview. You can check out Islands out on October thirtieth. We're gonna close with the single from the ground. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com. Follow us on Facebook at theprogreport on Twitter and Instagram. Download the podcast on all our podcast networks, which now includes Spotify. And you can follow us on YouTube. Thanks. Build it up from the ground. Build it slowly and take your time. Make it solid and make it fine. Make it sure you don't fall behind. Right into